never stop learning, stay humble, and leave a place better than you found it. Combination from a couple different mentors. Hey everyone, and welcome to Sports Artie Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession. Snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports Artie Snippets. I'm so excited to have Beth McCall, formerly Miller, today on the podcast. Beth shares incredible advice for RDs transitioning into a new role and insights for future sports RDs on how to get their foot in the door. Beth McCall is a board-certified specialist in sports dietetics located in Durham, North Carolina. Her mission as a sports dietitian is to provide athletes with accurate science-based nutrition knowledge and to care to fuel them for top performance. Additionally, she has a passion for assisting athletes of all ages in the general population in acquiring skills necessary to optimize health for their lifetime. Beth currently serves as the Director of Sports Nutrition for Duke University, where she began the first ever sports nutrition department in May 2017. In this role, she was responsible for planning, developing, implementing, and managing all performance nutrition and clinical nutrition services provided to student-athletes representing all varsity athletic teams. Beth provides individual as well as team nutrition education and counseling to enhance the health and performance of all athletes. She also coordinates meals, snacks, and competition fueling for all competitions. Beth serves as a founding member of the Duke Integrative Performance Excellence Group, through which she coordinates with the multidisciplinary team to service all the health, wellness, and performance needs for all student-athletes through a well-rounded approach. Beth is a current member of the PIC crew for Cherry Bundy, working with the company to deliver educational resources on the benefits of tart cherry juice to elite athletes as well as the general public. She also volunteers her time with a local paralysis recovery center to provide nutrition education to their clients. Beth came to Duke following two years at UCLA where she served as the director of sports nutrition with the Bruins. Prior to UCLA, she served as a graduate student intern for the sports nutrition department at Florida State University. A native of Watertown, Wisconsin, Beth graduated from Tennessee Tech University in 2013 with a degree in food, nutrition, and dietetics. While at Tennessee Tech, she was a multi-sport student athlete, participating in cross-country, softball, and track and field. Beth later earned a master's degree in exercise physiology from Florida State University in 2015. She lives in Durham with her husband, Timmy, and their two dogs, Thor and Maya. Let's jump in and let's meet Beth. Hi, Beth. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Liz. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you. How's everything been going? I know the ACC is full go. Yeah, we're uh, five or six games in already. It's been yeah. it's been crazy, but then crazy feels like a new normal. So I know, and it's like it's crazy because it's so nice that at least there's like some consistency. But then it's like, have we made any progress? I don't know. But at least people are like, we're playing sports, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely helped with the the morale of the athletes for sure. To Yes, they have games to be training for um, and then hope for our winter sports who got cut short and spring sports who barely had a season. 
um, they're seeing the fall sports be successful. So yeah, bringing their motivation back. Yes, I think we all could use some motivation right now for sure. Yes. <laughs> all right, so I like to start these episodes off with how we know each other. This is so bizarre, everyone. I mean, everyone who's probably listening has probably listened to the first episode, but but I probably wouldn't be here in sports nutrition today if I never met Beth, which is <laughs> so bizarre. Um, but I interned at UCLA was a sports nutrition intern there during my dietetic internship at Pepperdine. And it's crazy before I was, no, I just turned 23 and I started my rotation at UCLA that following Monday. And it's funny because that was my golden birthday, the 23 on mm-hmm. the 23rd of October. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a good year. Cause I found out what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, you were set to come with us for just two weeks, and then it turned into an entire quarter of volunteering. Yeah, and speaking of just two weeks, so I was trying to think about, like, everyone has their, like, aha moment on kind of how they got into sports nutrition, and I remember we did those two weeks. I don't remember at the time if, like, I knew I was going to stay on once a week, or maybe that, I don't know if we ever had that conversation, and then maybe it was like a Saturday and I was walking to Whole Foods because you know where my apartment was, right? And the mm-hmm. Panera's right there. Mm-hmm. I was like mid crosswalk where I just had this like freak out moment. I didn't get hit by a car, but I just had this freak out moment where I was like, oh my God, like I have to like go back and like, I have to like go back to sports nutrition. Even though it's your dietetic internship, you can't like, you know, you have to move on with your internship. But I just like had that like mid crosswalk, like freak out. And I remember I went to Whole Foods, I got my food and then I came back and I sent you one of those, like, it's not like a funny email, but it was just like, Beth, like, I'll do anything. Like, but yeah, I just remember, I think I still have that email, but I was like, I'll do anything. Like I'll help on the weekends, blah, blah, blah. But I just won't forget that mid crosswalk, awesome. um, fifth street in Wilshire. <laughs> was it Wilshire? I literally remember the and the location. I love it. Oh yeah. Can't say I remember the exact, exact email, but I remember your enthusiasm and excitement, um, at the end of your rotation. And we were excited to to keep you around. What was your aha moment when you found out about sports nutrition? Do you remember? Um, yeah, it wasn't like a exact moment, like a crosswalk of any sort or anything, but I do remember the year when I knew I learned about sports nutrition and I guess you could consider it an aha moment as an athlete myself. So I, um, went to undergrad at Tennessee tech university and was recruited to go there for, um, to play softball. Um, but a lot of things had happened and I, between freshman and sophomore year, I transitioned to running cross country and track. So super opposite sports when it comes to the type of training that you do. Um, and I was a nutrition student at the time, but I didn't know what area of nutrition I wanted to go in. Um, didn't really even know that sports nutrition existed, but I started to research it more as a cross country athlete. Cause I was like, I've never been a competitive runner. Um, prior to this experience, I needed to put like everything that I had going towards me, um, or anything that could find to benefit me. And I really focused in on sports nutrition for endurance running and the endurance athlete. And saw like when I started to tap into that, I saw just my performance exponentially increase. So I would say that that would definitely be my, my aha moment of like, this is really cool. I need to look into this more and see how I can make it a career. So that's awesome. All right. So let's jump in. Can you take us through your career path up until this point where you started and where you are today? Yes. So as I said, went to Tennessee Tech in there, I studied nutrition and dietetics, and I started as a double major with Spanish, but then I ended up dropping that and doing a minor in exercise science um, once I knew I wanted to go into sports. And 
in that time, I'm going to add this because it's important to um, kind of the start of my career path. Um, I was a junior in college and got connected to the one alumni from my program that was in sports. She was actually down here at UNC at the time um, and then has since gotten out of collegiate, but she, um, my advisor connected us. She told me about CPSDA, said, if you're interested in it, you've got to go to the conference and start connecting with these other um, sports dietitians. So this, I think, was only their third annual conference. I jumped on a plane um, as a junior in college, not knowing anyone, um, and went to the conference by myself. Um, there I met Allison Marr, who was at University of Tennessee at the time, and was able to start volunteering with her my senior year. So I would drive. 200 miles every week to get a one day of volunteering. Um, and without that experience, I most definitely wouldn't be where I am um, today. So after a year of doing that, I went to Florida State for grad school, um, combined with my dietetic internship um, and worked with the sports nutrition department there. Um, and then after I graduated from Florida State, I accepted the job at as performance nutrition coordinator out at UCLA. Um, and then moved up to being the director in my second year there. Um, and after two years at UCLA, I moved to Durham, North Carolina to start the first sports nutrition department here, um, which is where I still am almost four years later today. Wow, East Coast, West Coast. Well, no, mid Midwest, you've been everywhere. Yeah, I've jumped, I've jumped around quite a bit. Um, and growing up in Wisconsin, so. It's, it's funny because I've learned to stop saying I'll never because after I was finishing at Florida State, I wanted to go back close. I thought I was going to go back closer to home. Yeah. Um, and I went probably the furthest away from home that I could go. Yeah. And then when I got out east, I said I wasn't ever going to come back east of the Rockies because I loved it out there. And now I'm about as far east of the Rockies as I can get. So, so funny. Never say never. Um, I like how you just mentioned how you, when you interned with Allison Maurer at Tennessee, how you said you only went once a week, but you probably learned so much every week oh. you went. And what's really funny is when I was at UCLA with you, I remember after those two weeks, I only stayed on, like, it was like every Wednesday or something. And I stayed for, I don't know, like 10 hours a day, like once a week. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I went to the boot camp uh, by CPSDA that I realized, wow, like, you learn so much, even mm -hmm. one day a week. And so anyone that's like a student or intern, I guess, don't worry about getting like, I don't know, like these huge like timeframes of experience. Like if you can't do that, like maybe just do something consistently, but, but do it once a week and put in the time and you will mm -hmm. learn so much more than you really could ever imagine. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Consistently and with commitment. Um, cause that was, I mean, that time definitely took commitment and plus at, at that time there was only, there was still only a handful, a couple handfuls probably of full-time dietitians, um, in collegiate. So I was lucky to have Allison at, at that time that she was close, but it was a hundred mile drive one way, um, for me too. So now there's a ton more experiences, which is awesome, but students are busy, but if you truly want to get into it, show that commitment, even if you can't like you said, go for five days a week. And didn't you enjoy driving those 100 miles as weird as that sounds? Because I remember every Wednesday, I would have to wake up at 5 a.m., which is actually probably better in um, California because you beat all the traffic anyways. But like, <laughs> that was a big also like moment that I knew I wanted to be in this field because I mean, not like to wake up at 5 a.m. every day, but I was like, wow, like this is so exciting to like wake up so early and like be so excited for something. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it was definitely, 
it was definitely exciting and it, it seemed like nothing because I loved what I was going to get to do. Awesome. Can you tell us about your experience at UCLA and any life lessons you learned there in your first full-time job? Quite a few. Um, yes, my experience at UCLA was awesome. Um, but overall, it was a huge learning lesson um, and a great time for growth uh, for me as a dietitian. Looking back on it, it was all such a whirlwind. So I graduated from Florida State. I was set to go back to Tennessee, actually, um, to work for Allison as a SNP. Then I was referred for this job um, out at UCLA. And next thing you know, I'm flying across the country to interview um, and shortly thereafter accepting the job. So it kind of all just happened super fast and I had nothing else to do but jump right in. So it was super exhilarating, but also really intimidating. Um, as a brand new dietitian, I really had no clue what I was walking into. Um, I was feeling confident, but also I was, I was pretty naive. So I would say that this time more than ever, I learned how important it is to tap into your mentors, tap into your, to those who have walked before you um, in the field. Uh, I was super thankful for Becky Twombly, who was at USC at the time and now has become one of my best friends um, for taking me under her wing um, out there in LA. She was at UCLA prior to her time at USC. So she knew a lot about the program, the administration, um, and really just guided me. And I, I learned very quickly that, yes, I knew a lot of knowledge, but there is a lot of experiences that I had yet to learn and I needed to to humble myself and to to tap into those who have been there before. Um, you you don't know it all, you won't know it all. Um, you can't know it all until you start getting the experiences. So you need to confident, confidently step forward towards those experiences, but also reach out. Um, so I'd say that was probably one of the biggest lessons, career lessons I learned right away um, at my time at UCLA. Yeah, no, I definitely like in my role too, it's been nice because like when you are the first or that you're, you're just, kind of a younger dietitian and like a bigger role. It's a really good excuse to reach out and talk to people too. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, I remember I didn't wait three months, but someone reached out to me and like three months went by and I was like, I wish I get those three months back that I could have asked for help, even though like it all worked out because people have been helping me throughout my time since I've you know started here in so many different ways. And it's not just one person that you reach out to. I think someone told me once, like you have different mentors for different things um, oh, yeah. which is really helpful too because you know you get to connect with more people and reach out in the different areas that you might um, need help in oh yeah because your mentors too won't have all of the same experiences that you will have um so you can you can lean on them to an extent but you also can't lean on the same person for everything yes for sure what was the transition like going from ucla to being the first full-time sports dietitian at duke any advice or insight moving into a new role? Yeah, I would say, again, not to overuse whirlwind, um, but I would say, too, that it definitely was um, was a whirlwind uh, for me um, because, honestly, I wasn't expecting to leave UCLA um, at the time that the Duke job opened up. I had two different people send me the listing for the Duke job and both times I ignored it. I mean, I was happy. I was two years in, I was finally feeling like I was in a really good groove with all of my team, our medical staff, administration. Um, but after letting it kind of sit there and thinking about it for three weeks, I decided to apply. And then 
when I came out to Duke to interview, I just fell in love and felt like this was, you know, this was the place for me. Um, but I would say the hardest part about my transition was holding on to things um, at UCLA for too long while also trying to get things started here at Duke. So just a little kind of background on that. I accepted my position here at Duke in March of 2017. Um, and then after telling my boss at UCLA that I was moving on, he asked if I could stay until closer to the end of the quarter, which like quarter system, when does that end? Ends in like mid-June. But we settled on um, between my boss here at Duke and at UCLA, we, we settled on end of May. Um, so here I'm sitting with two months um, to help UCLA with their next steps and trying to finish up as much as I could for them while also starting to work with my new administration all the way across the country here at Duke because they were obviously excited to get a new program started. Um, so I would say looking back on it, that was probably two of the toughest months of my career. Um, just because I, I had done so much um, at UCLA and poured a lot into it and I wanted to, um, I wanted to leave things in a good place to let the next person carry what I had done forward, but I was also helping getting a place started here. Um, so I would say probably my biggest advice for moving into a new role is to wrap things up at your current role as absolutely best as possible, set your successor up to do just that, um, to, to succeed, but also to know how to, how to cut the ties when you do decide to leave. Um, the biggest work that you can do, I think, uh, to help the next dietitian succeed is to, it should be completed through your everyday work um, mm -hmm. while you're at that program. You wanna do a great job every day um, making an impact within the athletic department. So that way they know that they need to continue to replace you with a solid sports dietitian um, and know what a, the value of a sports dietitian can bring. I think that that is definitely the biggest work that you can do, not what you can do in the last two weeks to tie it, to tie everything up or the last two months in my case. Um, so then when you make that decision to move on, you need to leave what you've done in a positive place for that dietitian, but then move on. Um, and I, I stuck because I loved my boss. I loved my coworkers. Mm. Um, I loved my athletes. Um, but I think, I, I think I just heard Rob in your last, um, your last podcast, um, there's never going to be a good time to leave. Um, it's always going to be tough to leave if you've made an impact and if you've done, um, done a good job. Um, but it's important also to remember that it is okay to leave and to get excited for what you have coming next. Wow. That is super interesting. And I think very helpful for so many people that maybe haven't moved into that second career yet, or just our second opportunity, but, um, wow. I can only imagine like your heartstrings were just pulled both ways Yeah, because it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love UCLA. And I, I wasn't full time, yeah. but like, it, that's so it, hard. It was, it, it was tough, but also like the cool part now having been gone for yeah. four years. I mean, all of the athletes that I worked with out there, they're gone. They moved on. But those that I really made an impact with, um, I still keep in touch with in yeah. some ways. And my coworkers, I still keep in touch with. So once you go somewhere and you, and you move on, you're not saying goodbye completely. Um, you're just going somewhere else to make another impact. Um, I did have a good mentor. He actually, during that time, um, he has, he was a cool resource for me to reach out to during this time. Cause he's got nothing to do with sports nutrition, but just understands business and um, whatnot really well. And he asked me the question, he, 
when I was deciding if I should leave or not, he's like, have you made a positive impact? And are you leaving UCLA a better place than when you found it? And if you can confidently say yes to that question, then there's no wrong in leaving. Um, and then ironically, I come here to Duke and our head football coaches like mantra is leave a place better than you found it. So just naturally, that's kind of become a personal mantra of my own. That's awesome. The program at Duke has grown so quickly in the past three plus years. Can you tell us more about the impact of sports nutrition that it's had on the athletic department? Yeah, so I would say I'm very thankful for um, just the administration, the value that our administration places on health and well-being of the student athlete here. I learned pretty quickly in my interview process that my own personal values um, and mission as a sports RD lined up really well with that of Duke Athletics. Um, so I think the fact that we started with an aligned mission and vision is huge um, to how we've been able to have so much success so quickly. Um, and the impact has been, we, we had so much room to make an impact uh, because there was no full-time sports dietitian here yet. So um, even the smallest thing at the beginning could feel like such a huge deal to all of the athletes and the coaches. And um, we had so much room for growth in education, in physical fueling, uh, working with the medical team. Um, a huge part of the early stages was simply just educating the coaches and administration, medical staff, strength staff, everyone um, on all the assets that sports RD could bring to the table. Um, and now we're really just seeing kind of in all those areas, ed education, medical, uh, adding fueling stations, we're able to look back and see actual tangible things that we've made an impact on, but then also just kind of the comments that we receive from, from athletes and coaches um, on things that you can't just like look at a program and see. Um, we've been able to notice where we've made an impact. That's amazing. Um, how you just said like the smallest things make the biggest impact, especially when you're like, the first full time. I can so relate to that because like just getting Greek yogurt in our fuel station to any like big power five school that's had, you know, has like seven dietitians on staff. That's like, of course we have Greek yogurt, but like, I remember my athletes being like, oh my God, we appreciate this so much. And it's so funny, but it's so like rewarding to see like something so small, like they just super appreciate. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't have a budget at all. My first year I had to propose like build and propose one um to get one for the second year but my boss let me spend a few things here and there off the general admin and for finals week of our first semester there we were able to get enough in, or spend some money to get ingredients to make energy balls and it was i have some athletes from that year what that will still remember yeah. that moment of when we showed up in the case center and gave them their very first like energy ball which has now become a, like a staple for our department so it's just funny being a SNP mentor twice now, what do you feel that you've learned about yourself being a mentor um, to early professionals in the field? Yeah, I, I've learned that I have a really strong passion for it. Um, I, like I said, mentors meant a lot to me um, to getting where I am in the field. Um, and I've had now the opportunity to mentor in quite a few different capacities, SNP being one of the awesome ways now that we have our second this year. Um, as well as I work with a lot of dietetic internship programs. So I'm a preceptor for a lot of dietetic interns and mentoring to me is, is really fun. Um, I learn a lot from it as well. Um, I'm not only teaching, but I'm also learning, um, learning a lot from the, from the mentees more than, more than they probably think that they teach me. Um, actually in between year one and year two of having a SNP, I kind of reflected on this before we had our second SNP kickoff. 
and I identified like four main words of what mentorship, mentoring means to me and what I want to make sure I do um, through mentoring. And those are lead, listen, learn, and empower. So I always want to make sure that I'm leading by example. Um, I'm never going to throw them into something that I wouldn't also step into and do. Um, I don't think that there's ever a task that's too small or too big for anyone. Um, and also leading with compassion. Um, I want to take a genuine interest in them as a person, first and foremost. Um, and by taking this time to get to know the mentee as a person, I feel as if we're then able to form an even stronger professional relationship. Uh, when it comes to listening, um, I want to listen to them as to how they best learn. Every mentor or every mentee that I work with learns in a different way. So I need to listen to that um, and then adapt to that um, and de determine how I can best help them. Um, and learn for me is I always go into um, the new relationships by wanting to learn from them, um, especially younger professionals coming through. Like this is the easiest one that comes to my mind, but I've learned a lot about the digital age that we need to know a lot with right now um, from my um, interns and fellows coming up because I'm not much of a technology person. Um, and this last six months we've had to turn into one and a lot of my skills that I have, I've actually learned from my, um, from my fellows or interns. Um, and then lastly, I always want to make sure that I empower, I am empowering them. Um, I want to see their confidence grow in their skill set and in their knowledge and their ability to go and do while they're still with me um, and challenge them to grow. So that way they can go on um, when they aren't directly with me and do the same things and continue to grow on that. Um, and then the biggest thing through empowering them is to always um, celebrate their successes along the way. Wow, that's amazing. It's all at the top I didn't of my head. Do that with me, I think it works. So thanks. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I it was. It, I really got to put it to words. Um, thankfully, that this summer um, with our SNP kickoff, um, when I got to, I was actually challenged to present on it, and then I was like. Oh yeah, I want to reflect on this, and, and it, I think that I've been able to apply it in this uh, this year's SNP fellowship, and and really see that kind of come to fruition. So. I feel like we get it as sports dietitians. I feel like everyone, like we understand knowing people, like getting to know someone, not just like someone works for you. It's like who are they? Like what do they care about? And really getting to know someone because that's where the trust comes in. Yes. And like you can do that on a professional level too. Like you don't, you're not gonna be like best friend, buddy, buddy, but you can still be perfect. And I think. As sports citations, we get that, but I think sometimes maybe like with other realms of like when you work in a, in an athletic department, like that might not be there for everybody, but mm -hmm. we know it's good for us. <laughs> like it's good for everyone because it just helps people work better together when you understand someone. Yes, absolutely. And our staff is just, we're just silly and we're like a big family anyways, but I want to make someone new coming in feel comfortable like that and yeah. right in with us. You yeah. got it. We work too hard to not have fun. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you've ever received in your career up until this point? Never stop learning, stay humble, and leave a place better than you found it. I love kind that. Combination from a couple different mentors. That's good. All right. Are you ready for the rapid fire round? Sure. Bring it to me. <laughs> All right. If you had to choose East Coast or West Coast? I'm gonna have to say East because I am closer to my family, but I do miss the West. Fair. I was gonna say I loved the West Coast, but my family didn't live there, so it's like was I just gonna have the best time of my life without my family? Yeah. <laughs> Tough. Tough. Okay. Rank rank these least to favorite: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. 
Ist. Probably Twitter. I don't really use it. Um, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. What is worse? When someone emails you, either, I hope this email finds you well, or when someone you don't know, like a potential student, emails you without saying your name first, like good morning, comma. Mm. Probably that. Which one I don't like them, which one I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Or some I've seen a lot recently, just not starting it with a greeting at all. Um, really? Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. bad. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just funny because I, I mean, I think maybe people get nervous because my name is Liz or on my email, it's Elizabeth. Uh -huh. Like, just call me something. Right. Yeah. I've definitely gotten a few doctors before and I was like, oh, I'll take that. You've gotten doctor? I've gotten like, I don't like Miss Waluka. That's very, and I know they're trying to be super nice. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't like that. And then Coach Waluka, I'm like, okay, but like not, a, not your coach. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But also I laugh when I hope this email finds you well, because usually it comes with like a request after and I'm like, all right. Well, no, this email does not find me well at all. Classic entry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This one's random. Safari or Firefox? Ooh. Safari, because I'm trying to switch back to my Mac. Yeah. <laughs> I like Safari too. Yeah. All right. Last question. Are you ready? Nope. If you could tell your younger RD self one thing, what would you say? Probably celebrate the small things. Um, I didn't understand the value of this until I got to Duke, but um, the world of college athletics is a grind. And if you don't take time to reflect on and celebrate the small things, it will beat you down. Um, and I can look back on my two years at UCLA and I was so focused on like building the program, end game, like doing everything that I could as one person. Um, I didn't take enough time to just look at the small successes of each day. I love that. Celebrate the small things. Well, Beth, thank you so much for your time today. Um, You're welcome. Go Bruins. Uh, yes, go I'll UNC. Go UNC. Don't, don't go. Oh, Bruins. no, 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 no. <laughs> I often forget that you Also, were... we never talked about, I forgot, like we just missed each other. Like I left SNP in 2017 in North Carolina and then you, you came to North Carolina. Yes. Yeah. When you came out here, I had no clue that I'd be moving this way in like a year. But great area. And at least we can always agree on the Bruins. Fine. We'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode on Sports Arty Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another sports arty to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at SportsRD Snippets to see what SportsRD guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so please stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening. <laughs>